This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome into another edition of The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap NCAA Tournament Time. There are some things that we look forward to so much on this podcast. I mean, we love it each and every week, but during football season and this time of year especially, it really gets us going. Maybe your bracket is shot. Maybe it's not. Who cares? Plenty of wagering opportunities throughout the rest of the day today, tomorrow, and Sunday as uh, we roll through the first weekend of the tournament. It's great to be back. Mikey, good to talk to you as always, and it certainly is a fun time of year for gamblers. Oh, Carb, it's good to have you back. I want to just say thanks to Shane Norling, who did a great job last week. We put him right in the hot seat leading off. He goes, uh, you sure you don't want to do it the other way around? I go, I never miss. I never miss. I go, other guys are going on vacation. Carm needs a vacation because he works every day. <laughs> Mike never I, takes a day I off. I never take. I haven't taken a day off in 31 years. It's incredible. I mean, and I, I and we're going to be celebrating an anniversary at this wonderful station. Yep. Uh, and I'm excited to be going. So please, somebody, because Danny sent me another email, and of course I'm going. And uh, we had already sent it out. The first time he didn't see it, but we're, you know what? We're, we're five years going in. How fortunate is that, ladies and gentlemen? And what do we do? 60% when it comes to the Super Bowl, when it comes to uh, the playoffs in the NFL, playoffs in the NBA, March Madness. That's what we do. We go 60%. Last week, I go 4-1, and one, folks, 2-0. and oh, Beautiful. With Peggy Kaczynski and, and Yerk. Uh, with Marquette especially, big win for me there. And 2-1 and one here on the show. Utah Valley State ends up blowing the game. But, you know, I get a kick arm out of say, people saying, you know, this is the greatest two days in sports, you know, and, and basketball. They're the same people that said last week was the greatest <laughs> week. You know what There's I mean? a lot because, of great two days in sports. Oh, yeah. <laughs> man, just great. But it's good to have you back, and we're ready to roll. We are ready to roll. Uh, we're we're going to talk to our good friend Luke Pergandy from Prop Swap oh, in a little bit. Oh, guy. I, I, yeah, I saw him yesterday. He was pretty confident around 1 o'clock. Of course, that was a few hours before Arizona tipped off against Princeton as a double-digit favorite. Uh, only to lose the game. You're supposed to lose to Princeton in a spelling bee. You're not supposed to lose to them in basketball. You're supposed to lose, like, if you're doing, you know, physics uh, equations. Hieroglyphics. I mean, yeah, then you're going to lose if you're doing astrophysics. Like, you know, but I mean, you're not supposed to. Princeton shot, what, I think 40% from the floor, 16% from three, and like 60% from the free throw line, and one. That, that's not supposed to happen, Mike. They do more homework in a month than I did in my four years in high school. Easily. I mean, come on. The two of they're, us they're combined. Out of there, and then they managed to practice and then beat a top-flight team it's that was seated number two. Congratulations to them. They destroyed everybody's bracket. Do, do you still fill out a bracket? or do you, No. Uh, no. I, you know, I did one just for fun. One of the guys here. Well, I do here. one for one because of, uh, it's a money thing, but that's the only one okay. we do. Me and B jump in on this one. It's, it's for pretty good dough, but, okay. but as far as filling out brackets, and I've never really won a bracket, folks. I mean, you know, it's it's really futility if, if you want to know. But ask everybody that. I think there's only a few hundred left of all the people because of Arizona. Well, believe it or not, we have one person here in the Ooh. office pool, Charlie Bevins. Hey, Charlie, all Char- right. Charlie, through the first 16 games, has a perfect bracket. He picked wow. Princeton, and that's the... You know, Furman, that's a tough pick, but okay, I could see it. The Princeton they pick were both is amazing. They were ballsy picks. They were ballsy. You're right, Mike. Yeah. 
I, so uh, how many, Eric, do you know how many people are in the pool here at the office? I don't know. What is it? It's I like, don't you know, know. Last I saw was 18. You know when I got the ago. email? It's gone up. Wow. B, because I didn't check the emails the other day. We got the email to join. I didn't join. I would have loved it because, yeah. they, you know, to be in the company thing. Right. But, uh, you know, I didn't get it. But, you know, I, I, I really enjoyed yesterday because I bet seven games with wow. four and three. Nice. Yeah, but, I mean, it's a long day. Uh, I was up this morning uh, at about 4.30. This pod should be up by about by about noon, hopefully. Oh, yeah, Because there's it will some be. games going up. Yep. And we got um, a tremendous response. And uh, we're going to give out a lot of games. We are. We've got a bunch of games. I even have a game for tomorrow we'll give. One of the games Great. to uh, get into the Sweet 16. One of the second round games uh, that we'll give out a little bit later on. Mike and I will give you best plays. Uh, other than, you know, the big upsets with the four going down, with Arizona, a two going down. Anything else stand out from yesterday? Uh, yeah, to how you, Mike? bad Illinois' program is. <coughs> That's Boy. what went down. I bet them. Uh, can One of my losses. And, and Underwood, to me, I don't watch. Listen, I'm not an Illinois savant. I mean, I know about Illinois. I mean, I'm the guy that told John Shire he should go to Illinois. I would have ruined his whole life. <laughs> I mean, my God, his parents were on with me back in the day. Please send him to Illinois. Bruce Weber, Bruce Weber's brother couldn't even convince him to go. Can you believe it? No, I, I was there. Remember that? I, and, yep. and he wouldn't go. And yep. I, I thank God. And when I see him, I'm going to apologize profusely because he wouldn't be where he's at. Tremendous, tremendous goals. But Illinois, yeah. Owens seven with this guy uh, uh, uh this this guy hawkins yeah I, I don't care how go- good he is he was throwing the ball right to the other team he was tight he dribbles the ball too much i know they didn't have a point guard uh the other guy that they got from baylor he's one for his last 22 from three you're gonna lose you're just gonna lose and i didn't know they were this bad off and i'm not a big brad underwood guy i'm not i i i just look at him, and I see an angry guy on the sidelines. Yeah. Things aren't working out for him. I would hire Rick Patino tomorrow mm. at Illinois. If you could, you got to make it a destination, man. Boy, interesting call. What are you going to do? He's going to go and call. He got the one kid from Baylor. He's going to call all the guys that he failed to get at Oklahoma State. Well, and, he'll hit and, the and transfer portal again, yeah, and just hope to. But that's you know, but not that... attracting young talent either. Yeah, there's it's a not lot of really. older teams now. And, and I understand that with the with the transfer portal, Carm, and everything else. But I watched him yesterday. He got out coached. He put the subs in at the wrong time. When Hawkins was in, they didn't do as well as when he was out. I think you got to recognize these things as a head coach. Yeah. Hawkins is frustrating because he's so talented. But uh, I know yeah, what you're I, saying. Yeah, but, you know, 6'11 guys that can dribble, okay, they're becoming commonplace now. Mm-hmm. He's got to know who's behind him. He gets the ball stolen from him on a three and one. He should have gotten rid of it early. Uh, he's throwing the ball. He had six turnovers. Yeah, he had a lot of turnovers. Come on. Yeah, they're they're frustrating. I know for the Illini fans. Not not a great Patino. day. Patino, it'd be interesting. Not a great day for the Big Ten. We say that a well, lot. Maryland Northwestern, no. Ma- Maryland was a nice little hit. Uh, the way they came back and hung around, they did enough to sort of hang around and then yeah, that was a hard stop. Steal that fun. one. Yep, that was good. And then Northwestern, good for Northwestern. I think they're in pretty deep tomorrow against UCLA. Yeah. But nice win for Chris Collins. You know and the what? Cats. I bet against them, not because I wanted to. It's the system mm. and the system. Uh, Boise ended up being a favorite, and uh, you know, congratulations to those guys. If I was going to lose a game, I, I you know what? I'll lose with uh, Northwestern. 
Northwestern so they could continue on. I didn't want both Illinois schools out. Yeah, it's nice. Uh, and then we'll see for the Big Ten today with uh, Purdue. Of course, shouldn't be a problem as a one taken on a 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, Indiana today. A lot of people have high hopes for Indiana. I don't have high hopes for any of these Big Ten schools, really. I like the way Penn State's playing right now, though, Mike. I will say that. Well, but... they had a pretty good day. I mean, everybody's predicting that they were all going to get knocked out early and stuff like that. I mean, I was encouraged by even Maryland climbing back in the game yeah. when they were done, uh, Karen. But you're absolutely right, Penn State. That looks good. I mean, you know, I don't think it's going to be. But I think, and, and this is what I'm hearing, Indiana's lost team. Mm. That Indiana, Indiana's run out of gas. Really? Um, they didn't. They looked They looked in, in the Big Ten tournament at, at the end. They just looked like they were done. You know, so what we'll do you see what happens? What do you think of Indiana as the four seed being just a four point favorite today, or maybe four and a half in some places against Ken, against Kent State? Right now, I'd lean Kent State. Oh, yeah, I think uh, that's getting right. Getting the four and a half. Uh, may, uh, maybe I'll pick it. I also think the. Um, I may I, I'm gonna have a pick on the total in that game. So okay, that may give you an idea. I, I think that's I think that's the lean. I'm with you. If anything, yeah. I think it's Kent State right now. The Golden Flashes are interesting, Mike. They played a really fantastic non-conference slate, and we often wonder, like, well, does that really matter what they were doing in November? Does it translate to stuff now? But it's long been Forget one of the it. it's long been one of the things that Izzo loved. He loved kind of callousing his team or getting them ready with tough games in the non-conference. Do you I realize agree. Kent State? Lost games in the non-conference to Houston, Gonzaga, and College of Charleston, all tournament teams, by a combined 14 points. And they also beat Northern Kentucky, which was another tournament team this year. So Northern Kentucky covers for me last yeah. night. They were plus 19 on yep. the four and three day. Folks, listen, if I was a liar, if I was a BS, I'd say I, do, I went six and one. Believe me, I escaped with the Maryland game. I understand that. And I got screwed on one game. But uh, you know what? I, I really liked Northern Kentucky, how they competed. They played hard. And, and, and like somebody said, I think it was the guys on Vissen. Uh, that said, hey, you know what? It used to be these were thirty point favorites. Now they're they're eighteen point favorites. Right. And there's a couple. If you look at the lines, like I saw people getting twenty four, twenty five yesterday. That then I see Northern Kentucky getting under twenty. Yeah. And I just said I'm going to go with them. And I think some of that had to do with maybe the uncertainty around Marcus Sasser, the star player sure. for Houston. Uh, you know, they defended the choice to they play got him. Issues. Yeah, they do, because he re-injured that groin. Uh, Calvin Sampson, after the game, defended the the, the decision to play him, but that might come back to haunt them. We'll talk about their next matchup, because it's an interesting one tomorrow, Saturday, against Auburn. We'll get into that a little bit later on. we got plenty of games to work through. We're going to give you best plays later. Uh, We'll try to spread it around a little bit, too, not just all NCAA. You know this show. Mike and I love talking about NBA futures and the MVP. (laughs) And guess what? There is a new favorite. The Joker is no longer the favorite for MVP in the NBA. Yeah, that race is going to be really fascinating. We've been talking about it for months. So lots to do on this edition, folks. Don't go anywhere. It's Mike and Carmen. We're coming right back. We are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back into the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. Every week on the ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000, we'll be on the air Friday night, 8 p.m. after Shea and Tyler. We'll be on Saturday morning at 7, getting you set to roll into the weekend. Of course, catch up on demand all weekend long on the free and easy-to-use ESPN Chicago app. Catch up on the shows, all the great original podcasts like this one. And every week, 
We talked to one of our favorite guys. I actually saw him yesterday, and it was great to see uh, Luke. It always is. He was pretty cheery because it was about 1 o'clock, and it was a few hours before his Arizona Wildcats would tip it off. Against Even the Kristen. guy going to the electric chair theory about five hours before you. <laughs> That's right. As a double-digit yeah. favorite, yeah. Um, I'm assuming about five hours after I saw Luke, he wasn't quite the same. But he's not ducking us. He joins us, as always, one of the founding members of the Prop Swap app. Luke Pergandy, everybody. Oh, okay. Hey, guys. <laughs> How are you doing, my man? <laughs> you all right? You know, yeah, I'm okay. I uh, I knew this was not the Arizona Wildcats year. However, I did not know we would exit to an Ivy League school in the first round. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, the problem is you play Princeton. They say they're going to the Capitol. They go to Washington, D.C. You go to an Arizona, Arizona student, I'm going to the Capitol. They go to the Capitol. Capitol Grill. I mean, so <laughs> they go to the bar down the they street. They go to the bar or whatever. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's where you should, if they're going to beat you, they beat you in a spelling bee. But how, how hard is it right now after it's really a humiliating defeat, even though Princeton yeah. has been, they almost beat Georgetown. I'll never forget that game of 16 against the one, but this is almost as bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's some jokes rolling around the Twitter sphere oh. uh, with, Two Wildcats ranked number two in back-to-back years. If you recall, St. Peter's mm-hmm. beating Kentucky yep. last year. Uh, wow. That was a two versus 15. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then to your joke about the Capitol, yeah, and they did it in California's capital in Sacramento. So, uh, yeah, yeah that's, that's usually Wildcat country in California, but not, not yesterday. Pretty unbelievable. Yep. Um, in, in all seriousness, this is a glorious time for you guys uh, at PropSwap, yep. the app, PropSwap.com. Um, I mean, especially as the weekend, I would imagine, as we go uh, further and further through this thing, um, talk about the handle a little bit and just how much action is happening on the app and the kinds of tickets that are available, bud. Yeah, so a couple takeaways from yesterday. Uh, Houston has finally moved up. They basically have been on trajectory downwards in terms of the odds from around 10 to 1 down to 5 to 1. They're up to 7 to 1 now. Houston is after a win. So that's a little mm-hmm. bit peculiar. Is, is the market Marcus Sasser injury? Yep. Uh, did he re-aggravate it? Um, so, you know, what that does is that now makes all the other odds on all the other teams more mm-hmm. enticing. So that's great for gamblers. Um, we kind of needed a Houston or a Bama to get knocked off or at least just have uh, to show their Achilles heel a little bit. And we seem to have found that with Houston. So Bama is now actually the favorite. Bama's now 5-1. to one. Mm. Uh, Of course, Arizona losing in their region helps. Um, so that's an interesting turn of events for sure. And and Virginia lost in Bama's region. So um, two, two kind of you know solid programs that Bama would have had to face. They no longer have to. Uh, so that's great for all the other teams. Uh, Xavier's odds are up. Um, UCLA's odds going down. So UCLA's down to 9-1. to one. They, they were 15 to one yesterday. So they basically just beat a, you know, a 15 to the North Carolina Asheville, but they're moving downwards. So a lot of action on UCLA. Um, Duke looked really, really good. Yes. Oral Roberts was kind of a sexy upset pick. Yeah. Duke now uh, has odds have plummeted. They are now at 18 to one. They were like 45 to one a couple of weeks ago. So that's a nice prop slot team for sure. And yeah. to, to answer your question about the handle, uh, biggest day one of the tournament ever i'm sure you know we've been running this business seven years now i i hope that will happen every year but yep. yeah that's best day one we've ever seen awesome i got one for you here okay everybody's been saying i don't know if purdue can go all the way okay but some things have happened alabama's guy doesn't score 
He's going to yeah. start being scrutinized more for the crime that? that he either committed or didn't. Houston's got two banged up players, and Arizona's out. I say Purdue right now, no matter what the odds are, are one of the better bets. I think if you have a Purdue ticket, you hold on to it. And if you bought it earlier, I don't know what the odds were. But what would you do in that certain situation? Yeah, so Purdue actually is still around 15 to 1. I That's a good say pick. Were, yeah, I want to say they were 12 to 1 yesterday. So I actually mm-hmm. think they moved up a little bit. Um, but They're yeah, going to win mean, today. I, I, yeah, they'll win today. Go ahead, Mike. They're going to win today. Yeah, yeah, they should. I mean, you know, one versus 16, it's only happened one time right. um, in terms of a loss. So, yeah, I, I still like Marquette a little bit more in that region. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are, so Marquette is 20 to 1 right now, and Purdue is 15 to 1. So both value, you know, I think that region is going to be super topsy turvy, that East region. Yeah. Um, that's going to be very difficult to predict. And then Duke, like, you know, like I mentioned, Duke's really 18 good. to 1. To kind of pick your your pony there, all three of those teams I, I think could be interesting. We talked about this on the show. I just am a little bit concerned with big men in the tournament. Obviously, Arizona proved that yet again. Like our two best players, uh, Tubelas and Balo, are both big men. It's just when you get down at the end of these games, it's just difficult to feed a big man. Like let him post up. It just burns clock when you have to feed a big man. So that's my only concern with Purdue. But. I hear you. With with two blue bloods going down, Arizona and Virginia, you know, got to put your money elsewhere. So that's it's. Uh, I get your logic for sure. There is a trend, and Tyler Aki was the one who tipped me off to this. Our very own Tyler Aki. There is a trend working against Purdue and Marquette for what it's worth, and maybe somebody's got to finally bucket. But uh, Ken Palm had tweeted this, I guess, earlier in the week that mm-hmm. in the '64 team era, which I guess I think goes back to about 1985. That sounds about right. So it's been a long time. There have been 36 teams that were unranked in the preseason that would go on to be one or two seeds. None of the 36 have ever made the Final Four, let alone one. They've never even made the Final Four. And Marquette and Purdue fit that bill. They're in that group. They were unranked at the start of the year. Did Ken Palm bring up that in preseason, North Carolina was ranked number one in the country no. and they didn't make it. Yeah, Did I mean, that, that situation that, come up also? That happens too. I'm just saying, for what I'm it's worth. I'm just saying that, maybe somebody could sneak in because North Carolina vacated their deal. Yeah, you know? like at some point, somebody will probably buck that trend. I get it, you know, but it's like 36, uh, 0 for 36 for those teams that were unranked that eventually mm-hmm. uh, would go on to be a one or a two seed. We're going to talk a little bit about the Vermont Marquette game coming up too. Because Sha- at some point here, we got to yeah. see Shaka do a little bit better in the postseason. He has just not done well in the last 10 years or so uh, in the postseason. All right, Luke, anything else we should know uh, before uh, we say goodbye? Like, what should people do for the weekend? I mean, have the app up and just follow as these games go on, right? It's if, To me, it almost feels like what you always say during the golf tournament. I mean, the swings have to be crazy as teams either get down or up at halftime. Uh, should people just keep checking the app and, and, ref- yeah, and refreshing what's happening there with those tickets? Yeah, so, you know, when upsets happen, go try and find the next best team in that region, mm-hmm. in that corner of the bracket, and go bet on them. Because a lot of times, certainly on PropStop, you're obviously buying from other people versus if you make a bet on MPM or FanDuel, you're buying from the book. Like, prices can be stale. So an example would be, you know, let's say today, um, let's, let's just say, for example, Purdue goes down. So they got a night game tonight. Mm-hmm. If Purdue goes down, go grab a Duke ticket yep. or go grab a Marquette ticket. Those are the other two favorites in that corner. 
of the region. And on PropSwap, you know, people may hang a price that should have been what Marquette's or Duke's odds were, assuming Purdue won. But if Purdue loses, now you can find, you know, a great price on a Duke or Marquette. So that'd be my advice is if you see an upset, go look at what the other teams are in that bracket and try and grab a ticket on PropSwap um with some odds that you can then you know either flip or of course just hold on to to the championship all right good stuff buddy um be well have a good weekend you'll get over the arizona loss uh we all we all suffer we all suffer tough defeats as sports fans so enjoy the rest of the weekend and we'll talk to you next friday Sounds good, guys. Thanks, Carl. Bye, buddy. Mike. See you, Luke. See you later, Luke. We're so sorry. We love you. I love him. I, I saw him yesterday a little bit at the Hard Rock Casino. We were out there doing the show. Oh, yeah. How did that go? Little watch good? party. It was, it was good. We had some technical difficulty where we had to kind of bag the last 45 minutes. We had oh, to throw I hate when that happens. I know. Sometimes I it happens. I hate it on remote, but I know. Do. But it was fun. It was fun to be out amongst the people yeah. watching games. Luke stopped by for a little bit, and it was a good time. So. I'll tell you what. I mean, I, I, it does, does it make sense to you? Purdue gets through the first couple games. Let's say they went today, they go. Their major competition, this would happen in any sport if the, the top three other teams were dinged up. Where Arizona, that's out. Houston, that's dinged up with two players. Yeah. Jamal you Shad know. got hurt yesterday, too. Yeah. Or he's, he's, having, he's got a knee injury. And here's with. the thing about Duke Duke's only a three point favorite Saturday, folks, mm. against Tennessee. Saw that. And they were only you, a five-point favorite yesterday, Mike. I know. That was easy. In a 12 I've been riding was, Mar- yeah. I, rode, I rode Marquette last, uh, the last couple weeks. I, I love Marquette. Uh, and, and Duke's been unbelievable. But I think yeah. there's there's something to getting only given. I mean, I would have figured six, six and a half the way they've been playing. You know, they got a 10-game winning streak. Out. Exactly. I know. All right, we got more games to talk about. So uh, we're going to get into it coming up next. Don't go anywhere. We'll still get some ponies from Jim Miller a little bit later on. Lots to do, folks, including our best plays at the end of the show. It's Carmen and Mike. We are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. Alongside Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFalco. We're with you every week on the ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000. Follow Mike on Twitter. He is at North to North. That's the number two. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. Vermont Marquette, uh, one of the intriguing games today, uh, even though Vermont is a double-digit underdog. Over the last five seasons, the Catamounts have the third best ATS record in the entire country, covering about 61% of the time. Both these teams come in red hot, Mike. Golden Eagles have won nine in a row. You talked about them. You were all over them through the Big East tournament last week. Vermont has won 15 in a row. Obviously, different conference competitions, not as good. But Vermont hasn't lost a game since January 11th, for crying out loud. Big question here is, how does Shaka Smart handle another postseason game? He hasn't won an NCAA tournament game. He won an NIT when he was at Texas. But he has not won an NCAA tournament game since 2013. Across Texas and Marquette, Shaka's teams have lost six straight in the tournament, Mike. Whenever I think about my failures in life, I'll look down, and then I'll think of Fran McCaffrey, who's 0-12 in the tournament. There you go. And then I'll feel better about myself. Good call. As far as Shaka is concerned, uh, I'm going to go with Marquette today. I'm betting them. It's it's one of my games, folks. I'm not going to, you know, we have, I have a ton of games for people, but I'm just going to give everybody the heads up now. I I, I just think uh, Marquette. 
to be get to be given ten. I'm hoping to, I, I, ten and a half it is right now. Yes. I'd like to get it down to ten. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to let the half point scare me. I just think, like Carmen said, this is a different difference in the league. Yes, and I think going through the the grind saw. Uh, that they did the past couple weeks is going to help them. Yeah, they, they've really played well here. Both these teams yeah. come in red hot, like we said. Absolutely. But Mar- Marquette's been impressive the last Nothing couple of weeks. Nothing against Vermont. Nothing against them at all. We talked about the uh, short price that was that 12-5 matchup, that Duke-Oral Roberts matchup, and Duke won easily. I mean, Kyle Filipowski, their star freshman, had only six points, him. and they won easy. I know. Here's another one, Mike. 12-5 and sexy upset pick here is Drake today. Miami, the five seed, only a one and a half point favorite as the money has continued to come in on the Bulldogs. Uh, the one thing that people should know about this Drake team is that it has outstanding three-point shooting, a very veteran team. Sometimes when you rely over he- uh, heavily, though, on that three-point shot, you know, live by it and die by it, they always say. Canes have failed to cover it in four straight. I normally like backing Jim Laranaga in the tournament. I think he's a good coach. Uh, he's got a winning straight-up record all-time in the postseason. But I'm having a tough time convincing myself uh, about Miami. Drake seems to be a very popular pick. And when you look at some of the numbers and the metrics, I could see why so many people are on Drake today as the small underdog. Drake reminds me, though, of Oral Roberts. And Oral Roberts, for his for the head coach to say we were scared and everything else, my God. How is Drake going to come out? Miami's been battle-tested. I've watched them this year. But like all the teams in the tournament, folks, there's been some ups and downs for all of them. Sometimes you watch Miami, they look absolutely terrific with Laranega, and Mm -hmm. then other times you're going, my God, it looks like they've never played the game before. Um, Just a stay away from me. I'd probably lean Miami uh, a little bit, but uh, there's a reason it's a stay away. I can't convince myself it's Drake, and I didn't get enough in the system to pick Miami. All right, uh, tomorrow, some of the action. We can look ahead a little bit. Games to go to the right, go to the uh, sweet. 16. We told you a little bit about what's happening with Houston right now. Uh, Calvin Sampson defended the decision to play their star player, Marcus Sasser, who had a groin injury. He did not play in the second half of probably a closer game than they wanted it to be. Mike talked about that. That was one of his hits, one of his winners. I don't think Houston expected to be in that tight of a game. Uh, Good for Northern Kentucky, but now Houston has problems. uh, Jamal Shedd's got a knee injury. Sasser re-aggravated the groin. And one of the big talking points going into the tournament, uh, and I can't blame Calvin Sampson here, they're the they're the higher seed. They're the one seed. They're playing a road game. They're playing Auburn in Birmingham. This is yeah, a game that is a hundred miles from the Tigers' campus. It's just kind of crazy, Mike. And uh, that's why Auburn but isn't at plus that five Alabama and a half looks great. Country? Well, but does it's Alabama still, I, do the Alabama fans want Auburn to win? <sighs> to win? So do they, I don't do they, do like, the are they flocking there to cheer for Houston? That's an interesting thought. I'm just saying. I, I mean, if I all I've heard since I was a wee kid. They go, oh, Alabama, Auburn, you know. Mm-hmm. My God. I mean, now all of a sudden they're going to be in, in, in Alabama's territory and Alabama's uh, backyard, and they're going to be back in Auburn? I'd be going against them if I was Alabama. I don't know. It's just, man, you but are, do they want the conference represented? I don't know. You're 100 miles from it, campus. I mean, they're going to flood that place. But it's been think. that way with Alabama-Auburn. The mileage didn't change, yeah. right? I, I get where you're coming from, Carmen. It's just it's I, unfair it to Houston. It's still a road game. The, the biggest, Houston, they got to take the plane. They got to do all that. It, it's an unfair. I mean, it's it's a road game for Houston. I They're the one you. seed. It's crazy. I get you. It doesn't matter how the fan base is. They had to go through all the travel arrangements. Yeah. What I do you, get you. What do you think uh, tomorrow? I don't touch it. No, I well, I well, I'll, we'll talk about it maybe a little bit yeah. more in best place too. What do you think for we we always like to when Pat Fitzgerald when Chris Collins do well. We talked a little bit about Northwestern's hey. win. Nice win. 
They're in deep, though, here. I mean, you know, you just wonder, can they keep up with the athletes that UCLA has? I know Northwestern Boise plays great defense. Horrendous. Yeah. Can they keep up with, with UCLA, though? They're about an eight-point uh, underdog tomorrow. Yeah, I think they can. I'd love to see them uh, keep going. I think that they, you know, he lost a couple players early. Then he picked up some people. I mean, Chris, did it, I mean, there's people that are saying Matt Painter should have won the Coach of the Year award uh, over Chris. but And Chris, you know, he had a low seat, but this legitimizes his Coach of the Year by getting by the first round yeah, and getting to the NCAA. And it legitimizes even more because I thought they were going to lose, and they won. They've got a great veteran backcourt, yeah. and they can play some defense. So it'll be uh, interesting smart, to see. smart players. Yeah. Cats are eleven and five against the number as a dog this season. So yep. uh, some pretty good numbers there. They got that veteran backcourt. We'll see how they do. Penn State will be in action. You got to love the way Penn State's playing right now, Mike. Four and one straight up, five and zero oh against the number in their last five, and they kind of had that one in cruise control yesterday. Yeah, I thought they they were one of the more impressive uh, teams. Yeah. They're a Big Ten team. I mean, so you know, Big Ten's not coming home bare. I mean, they got some people moving on, and Penn State. Uh, I thought Rutgers got screwed around by not making the tournament, mm. but you know, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, how many teams are you going to take? Right, there was like it took nine eight. teams already. They took right? eight, right? Eight, yeah, eight yeah. or nine. And I said, you know what, Penn State deserved to go, so so they've legitimized it. But who knows from here on in? Furman, what a great story that was. Oh, we talked about that game. The they're, Paladins, the Paladins, baby. Their second round matchup uh, has them playing San Diego State. Okay. Um, I guess a little bit of redemption for the Mountain West, who have sure. historically been awful in this Terrible. tournament. The conference as a whole, one and thirteen against the spread in its oh. last fourteen. They covered yesterday thanks to two free throws with a whistle at point seven left on the clock. Kid hit the free throws. They covered the five and a half point spread. They won by six. That was kind of wild. Yeah, <laughs> I like. I like. I like seeing these different teams, their style of play. There's not the big stars that there used to be. I mean, this I mean, in the 80s, 90s I mean, folks, I'm not kidding you. I, 70s, Isaiah Thomas Mark Aguirre, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson huge names, Jabbar it, it, now it's more of a team thing where the coaches are the stars mm. in a lot of cases, even though now there's not even some big name coaches that are in it. But I think the tournament so far uh, with a couple upsets, you know, a couple a couple neat covers it has been a success so far. Always and it's good, early. and it's still early. We got yeah. so much to go this weekend. It's going to be great. Uh, one NBA note: I kind of teased this a little bit earlier. Oh yeah, Joel Embiid is now the favorite for MVP. He is minus one fifteen. Joker is plus one fifty. Ever since all the nonsense with Kedrick Perkins uh, saying that that you know maybe because Jokic was white, and then Barkley firing back. There's only been five white MVPs in thirty five in the last thirty five years. All that nonsense. Ever since then. The other, and Bees picked it up. Giannis has picked it up, and Jokic has been fine, but not like he was. And they snapped their four. The Denver Nuggets snapped their four game losing streak, and maybe that's why right. the odds changed a little bit. And Bees been outstanding. Yes, I mean, it was, we talk about it every week on this show. I mean, we we love all these guys. We love Joker. Absolutely. We love Giannis. We love Embiid. I I'm mean, happy for him if he gets it. Uh, me too. He, I have no. I I we loved Jokic from the uh, Jokic from the beginning. Absolutely, and and we called it the first year. We on did this show. Yes, no we other did. Show none. And you could check it out. Yes, we did. And uh, we called it, and we called it last year. But I thought he was going to do it this year. But I got to give Giannis, and I got to give Embiid credit, man. They're all so they great. turned it and on all of them. Since January 1st, Joel Embiid is averaging 34 oh. points per game. Here, here are his shooting splits, Mike. This is a 28-game sample. 55% from the floor, 38% from three, 
86% from the line. And he, he looks so awkward he, sometimes. It's, it's unbelievable. And all he does is, perf- I mean, I'm happy for the guy. It's I great. Mean, not, it's been great. You know, and then it would be Giannis and the Joker and then MB. They've all won MVPs. Awesome stuff. So, yeah. All right, when we come back, Jim Miller's got some ponies, and then we're going to give you best plays. Mike's got a bunch of games. Yeah, why not? I got a couple games for Saturday, so don't go anywhere, folks. We're coming right back. We are the Odds Couple, presented by Prop Swap. You're listening to the Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000. Entering the home stretch on this edition of the Odds Couple, presented by Prop Swap. Carmen and Mike with you, and it's that time to get some ponies for the weekend and talk about all the fun stuff happening over at Hawthorne, where the book is alive and well, and you talk about a vibrant book this time of year. It is so much fun to be in a book in a casino when these games are going on, upsets happening, potential buzzer beaters or late baskets that put teams up. It is loads of fun, and to talk about it all, we have the expert handicapper from Hawthorne Racecourse. Follow him on Twitter at Hawthorne Jim, the one and only Jim Miller. Jimmy! Boys, it, it's really been a great way to kick off the tournament. We're sitting there on Thursday. We have live racing going on. You have horses coming down the stretch right as a buzzer beater is taking place. And you do. You hear that roar in the sports book because this is a time where it's actually more packed. People are there watching each and every game. So it's really cool to have it on site. It was a great energy. It's a nice way to kick off the tournament, and this should be great all tournament long. We got uh, preps this weekend, or is there a little break right now for Derby preps, Jimmy? Yeah, so this is a little break. We saw our, saw the preps last week. We saw a really good horse in Tampa Trice, who you may want to look to on the future. He's currently sitting at 8-1 to one right now, but this horse won at Tampa with just a horrendous trip, too. But this is a horse that might be one of the up-and-coming runners. So this weekend, we're staying away from Derby preps, but there's still some good stakes races, but... uh one of those things where I think we have a great chance to kind of build that bankroll and maybe tally it into some NCAA action on Sunday. How the sports book doing? Is it sold out, Jimmy? The seats being used? Are there people to hang on to the seats like they do in Vegas? Are there guys cross betting between uh, the, the sports book and the horses? Give us a little thumbnail sketch. Yeah, well, the cross betting is the one thing that you really saw yesterday because we had a live card at Hawthorne going on, and it was our biggest card of the meet thus far, too. Mm. And it was the people that are just watching the game, and then throughout the course of the game, they're betting some races. And that's the thing that you see that's really nice with us, us racing on the Thursdays and Sundays. And kind of the way we do it, we do have our regulars that come out there, and we want to make sure that they have a place to sit. But at the same time, we want to have people be able to come in off the street, come in, place their wages, maybe watch a game, grab a bite to eat, grab a drink at the bar or something like that. So it is. It's a really nice mix. It's going to be busy, but it's kind of that excited busy, and that's something that we really enjoy. All right, so the book open uh, all weekend. We've got uh, 16 more games, obviously, today. We'll roll into the you know, uh, Sweet 16 games or the games to get to the Sweet 16 Saturday and Sunday. Racing returns this Sunday. And it looks yep. like Sunday's going to be a nice day. So a uh, good chance to get out to Hawthorne. Where are we wagering this weekend, Jimmy? All right, two tracks this weekend. We're going to bet all these horses across the board. So we're going to start at Gulfstream Park, race number eight on Saturday. We're going to bet the three, Super Chow across the board. This is a horse that's the lone speed in the race. And then two stakes at Oakland Park, race eight. We're going to bet the seven, Flash of Mischief across the board, a horse that raced in the Breeders' Cup Sprint. And then race number nine, we're going to bet the 10, Last Samurai across the board. Horse loves the track and ran a big race last time out. All right, three horses this weekend, folks, down south. Uh, we're going to bet all these race, all these horses, excuse me, across the board. Gulfstream on Saturday, race eight, the three horse. Oak Lawn on Saturday, race eight, the seven horse across the board. And then race nine at Oak Lawn, the 10 horse across the board. Is that right, Jim? 
That's right, boys. Looking forward to seeing you next week. Yes, we'll see you at the anniversary party. Can't wait. And uh, we'll talk to you next Friday, Jimmy. You got it, guys. Good luck. See you, pal. Jimmy! There's our guy, Jim Miller, the one and only. All right, lots to choose from, Mike. And I know you got a bunch of games. You uh, already told us you bet seven yesterday, went four and three. Where are we wagering this weekend, my friend? Well, I'm going to do, I'm going to give everybody what I actually go through every day of my life. Everybody thinks climbing, you know, Mount Everest is easy. Try, try betting seven, eight games and sitting there (laughs) watching As, as sometimes they go down in flames. Sometimes they don't. It's a roller coaster of emotion. That's what it is. So first I'm going Baylor, one unit. I hope it's a 10. Baylor minus a 10. Uh, they're playing a UC Santa Barbara, who apparently has become Duke uh, from what <laughs> I'm hearing. Uh, you know, I looked into it, and uh, I got Baylor for one unit. Kyle. All right, beautiful. Baylor for one. All right, we talked about this game a little bit. It's really a home game for uh, the much lower seed here, Auburn playing just 100 miles from its campus in Birmingham against top-seeded Houston. Cougars are laying five and a half. I'm going to say grab Auburn plus the five and a half right now. Marcus Sasser re-aggravated that groin injury. Jamal Shedd, one of their other, you know, probably their second best player and one of their most experienced players for Houston, is also dealing with a knee injury that was re-aggravated in the uh, close call or the closer-than-expected win against Northern Kentucky. Uh, as much as I might not like him, I think he's a very good head coach and a very good postseason head coach. So I hate doing it, but I'll back Bruce Pearl and Auburn in playing uh, what is, for all intents and purposes, a home game tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, that's a nice pick, and i finally getting smart. I'm going to do this with my NFL picks. I've added coaches to my system. I finally went against Bob Huggins yesterday, and it worked out for me. <laughs> and I go. love Bob. He's killed me in the past. There you go. Uh, Marquette. Minus 10. I just think they're on a roll. I don't think Vermont is going to give them much of a of a tussle. But Marquette, he has that reputation, like uh, Carmen just said, that uh, they can't finish what they start. Yeah. I think they win this game at minus 10. So I'm going to go Mar- Baylor and Marquette so far. I'll give another one for tomorrow. This will be I my last one. Ones for tomorrow. Well, how about one more? And uh, okay. we're going to back the Missouri Tigers this time. Uh, Mizzou laying seven, six and a half or seven. You can maybe. Find a six and a half right now. This is uh, in large part maybe uh, a Princeton fade. But I also think this Missouri team is peaking at a pretty good time. And this is the stat of the day. And I heard Paulie Howard and Mitch uh, Moss on uh, talk about it this morning on Visa. They did a great job. I saw about an hour to show this morning. Here, Here's the trend here. And this is why we're fading Princeton. Since 2005, mm-hmm. in the tournament, there have been 21 double-digit underdogs that have won outright. Of course, Princeton did that yesterday. They were 15-point underdogs. In their next game, those teams are 4-17 against the number. 4-17. So we're going to fade Princeton back a Missouri team that seems to be playing well. Uh, with Dennis Gates at the helm. So there is the second play for me. That sounds great, Carm. I got five more for everybody. Oh, my Just God, I love it. Busy, okay? Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> hey, I could end up owing some of it. You know what? <laughs> I'm trying so much. I try so hard for everybody. I'd rather win on. I'll never forget our first time on the odds couple. I'll never forget the first thing I said to Carm. We hardly knew each other. I go, it's our first week. Whatever we do, we got to win. And we won. And we won. And we won. I'll never forget it. We were like five and two. Okay, it. Iowa State minus four and a half over Pitt. Okay, I one like unit. It. North Carolina State plus five and a half over Creighton. Doug McDermott ain't walking through that door. Okay. <laughs> Purdue minus 23 against a hapless Barley Dickinson, who shouldn't have won the last game they won, but the other team laid down. Uh, uh, Grand Canyon. I know nothing about 
about it. I've seen it once when I was in Vegas. I took a drive over there like Chevy Chase, just looked and said, let's move on. I like them plus 15 and a half against Gonzaga. And then under later on tonight, uh, Kentucky, Indiana, 141. Love it. That is Why uh, not? That is a hell of a It's pack a smorgasbord. That really is. Awesome right. stuff. And you can pay me if you'd like. Hey, be, d- d- tread lightly, folks. Tread lightly. Say. Uh, thanks, Eric Ostrowski, <laughs> for producing the show. As always, thanks to Luke Pergandy and Jim Miller for joining us. We'll see everybody again next Friday. We'll talk about the Sweet 16 matchups. Can't wait for that. Enjoy the rest of this weekend, folks. It really is fabulous and fun if you're a sports fan. Mikey, enjoy it. Uh, happy wagering. We'll talk to everybody again on The Odds Couple next Friday. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike Norris on ESPN 1000.